Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Rachel Olson. Well, you know, I remember back when we were doing ministry together at Proverbs 31, and I knew you, but I didn't really know you until we went on the Ecuador trip together. And I remember spending that week watching you, hearing you laugh, seeing how you interacted with people, doing mission work together. And something happened inside me where I paid attention, and it was as if God was highlighting you and saying, pay attention to this one. She's one of mine. You know, and I just felt this connection where I, I knew from that moment I wanted to invest some time and some energy into getting to know you. For a second there, I thought you were going to say that God highlighted me and said, pay attention to this one. She can be trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, a, it was just like I saw you in a totally different light. And it was, I'm not even joking, when it was almost like this aura around you and that sounds kind of corny but it it's true I can remember focusing in on you and God just really had it on my heart to be intentional about uh, our friendship and our relationship and I don't know about you but when I do with others when I do life with others and I'm not just sitting and talking. There's something that happens that gets deeper. You know, it's not a surface relationship anymore. And, and so much of our life, I, I think we spend on that surface level, whether it's with our neighbors, our church friends, our coworkers. There's just something that never digs in deep. And when we do something together, Something happens that opens up the pathway to communication. Well, you know, that Ecuador trip that you're referring to, that's a trip that we took with Compassion International. And on that trip, there were several of us, a bus full of us on that trip. And we were going from uh, project to project. We were going into the poorest places in the region of Ecuador that we were in. We were literally standing on the sides of volcanoes with these precious, precious people. So yeah, I mean, that trip, uh, you definitely are going to get to know someone in a situation where you're in the muck and you're in the mud and you're outside of your comfort zone. And, you know, nobody's wearing cute clothes and makeup when <laughs> and, and you know, being very surface level and managing their image when you're in that kind of a situation. And so um, I think that's probably one of the reasons that it allowed us all to bond so tightly and to get to know each other. You know, in this life where we tend to find our friendships and our relationships through the digital world, you know, through social media, through texting and, and even FaceTime, we lose a little bit of that intimate relationship, those, those deeper stronger bonds that take you through the tough times when they come, those are kind of being lost. 
And so I want to encourage us as we talk this week about doing things that will deepen relationships. And I can remember uh, many years ago, I read The Purpose Driven Life. And I loved the book. I was talking about it one, one week at church. And some of the girls there were saying, well, Mary Kay was one of them. And they were saying, oh, I've been wanting to read that book, and I just haven't taken the time to do it. And I felt that knock on my heart that God often does, and he wanted me to keep pursuing. Well, then someone else said, well, there's so many things I want to do. Like, I want to really get in shape. I need to be walking and and exercising more. And so as we were talking, I said, how about we do both? How about tomorrow morning, we get up and we walk and talk about the first chapter. And one of the girls said, oh, I'm not a morning person. I said, you are tomorrow. I'll be at your doorstep and let's all meet at your house and we'll walk and talk. So we did. And we got up and for 40 days, we walked and talked and shared life and laughed and cried. And we spent a half an hour every morning for 40 days and something happened. Something happened. From that moment, I remember I knew Mary Kay at church, but I didn't really have a a deep relationship with her. But after that 40-day walk, something happened. And we became endearing to one another. You know, like I would walk through fire for her and she for me. And it all started when we actually got out and did an activity together. And we talked. And something about walking and talking brought out things that I had never shared with anybody besides my husband. And all of a sudden, we're all sharing life. I do some some life coaching um, with people, and oftentimes that's done over the phone because the, we live in different areas of the country. But sometimes when it's done in person, sometimes we meet at a coffee shop, or, but sometimes uh, if the person's got a really busy schedule, sometimes I'll join them while they are working out. Um, and Or I'll join them. There's a kind of a route in Wilmington and Wrightsville Beach that everybody just calls the loop. Um, and it's this big, long loop that you walk and it takes you by the water and all of that. And sometimes I'll just walk the loop with them. And that is when we talk and that is when we do the coaching. And I've noticed, Luann, we seem to get deeper or farther, faster uh, when we're walking the loop and talking versus, you know, maybe if we're on the phone or we're just at a coffee shop. So it's interesting. It's almost like the exercise uh, or the um, the multitasking of, of working out and thinking and talking. It's almost like that somehow lowers our inhibitions or helps us shake the filter that we all walk around with that's always super conscious about how we're presenting ourselves. I don't know. Well, you know, I, I I have experienced those awkward, silent moments when when you're just sitting and trying to come up with conversation with someone and suddenly it just feels weird because nobody's talking. But when you're doing something, you have something in that moment, you have something in common. And I remember uh, about a decade ago, uh, our friend Carol Davis, Leanne Rice, they came to my house And they put on a cooking show. And it was so much fun 
to record them because Carol's uh, Carol always said I can't cook a lick, and Leanne was always the one who made these outrageous, wonderful dinners that were just to die for. And so she said, "Yes, you can cook. You can do this." Well, I remember in my kitchen there was so much laughter. There was so much. Uh, honesty. There were so many stories that were shared at that moment that never would have happened had we not been cooking together. And so when we do some kind of activity together, I believe that that's when the walls come tumbling down and we start sharing from those deeper places. Because I don't know about you, but I have learned more about friends and co-workers and neighbors and family when we're all working at some activity together. You know, uh, this has reminded me of a story that I heard recently from um, a guy named Brendan. And uh, this is Brendan Bouchard. He said he was at uh, early in his life when he was a young man, he somehow got involved with an organization like, um, like a Lions Club or a Shriners Club. Um, they were popular in my dad's era. You know, groups of men in the community would come together, maybe like a um, community center or something like that and they would meet and they would do some sort of civic project and they would decide from month to month what were they going to put their time and their money towards that would somehow improve the community and so Brendan you know finds himself in this group and he's by far the youngest person there everybody is you know middle age or older um, but he keeps coming because it's really the only thing in his life beyond his work that gives him any sort of social interaction because he's really working a lot of hours at this point. And so one day he kind of tells the gentleman beside him, he's like, you know, I feel like other than coming here, all I do is work. I have no social life. I have no friends, you know, really. Um, And it's just, you know, exhausting me, but I don't know how to change it. And so what his friend uh, told him there, the, the wiser gentleman said, Brendan, buy tickets. And he was like, what? (laughs) Tickets to what? Buy what? He said, buy tickets. What I want you to do is I want you to go and find out what is happening in the community. What's going on at the community theater? What uh, concerts are happening? What's happening at the local library? Find out what's happening and go buy tickets. I want you to buy tickets to something for uh, once a week, every week for the next six weeks buy tickets and you know Brendan was like uh you know he was kind of hemming and hawing and so the man pulled out his wallet laid like two hundred dollars out on the table and said there's the money go buy the tickets and Brendan didn't really understand why this how this was going to solve anything just to go sit at the ballet how was that going to fix anything but he did as the man said because the man had given him the money and he so he had to use it the way the man wanted and he bought tickets and he said it was like this by the second event that he was at he realized the wisdom in that because even though he would work all day um, and feel like I don't really feel like doing anything because he had these tickets 
tickets, bought by someone else's money. He felt obligated to go and he would go to the event. He would get there and within minutes, he would feel so glad he came, so energized. He met people. He had met people that had similar interests and he said it changed um, his whole social life. So to your point about getting out and doing things, it can really help us get plugged in and it can really help us get to know people in a way that just doesn't happen when we sit at home and turn something on Netflix and surf Facebook. You know, there's a, a verse in Ecclesiastes that I like so much because it reminds me that we can't really do this thing alone, <laughs> whatever this thing is, life. Um, and it comes out of Ecclesiastes chapter 4, and it says in verse 9, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. And it goes on to talk about how, you know, two people together can each keep each other warm. And a person standing alone could be attacked and defeated. But two who stand back to back can conquer. Um, and then it goes on to say, you know, three is even better, <laughs> even better than two. You know, three is stronger. So um, I love that passage because it's just sort of talking talking about the, the advantages of companionship, the necessary um, need that we have for, for one another. And I think we get sort of diluted into the idea that we can just sort of go to work and earn our paycheck and come home and do our thing, you know, mm -hmm. whether that's, you know, knitting blankets or watching movies or reading novels, you know, but there is a real need that we have for one another if we want to thrive. I think this whole passage is talking not just about making it through life, but thriving. It says two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. You know, and I love that passage too. When I was teaching the youth in my church years ago, we took that cord of three strands is not easily broken. And we had t-shirts made that said, we tight, yo. <laughs> and we used that verse, we tight, yo. And it's all be because when you have those activities, those things that you do together, you know, playing games. I know with my grandkids, I could sit and talk to them and they will, I will say, how was your day? How's school? And they're going to give you, fine, it's okay. But if I start playing a game with them and suddenly we start talking about, you know, how things are going at school, then the walls come down and they open up and we, we learn a little bit more about each other and they learn the art of conversation. You know, those things where you, you learn how to say something, but then give the other person an opportunity to speak. And all of that happens when you're doing something together. Yeah, you know, this is hard, I know, for everyone, but especially for the introverts in the crowd around the table, right? Um, to initiate, to um, be the person who says, hey, let's go and do. To be the person who 
asks the deeper question, right? The first, being the first one that's willing to be vulnerable or willing to take the conversation or the relationship from the surface level, you know, down to something deeper. My mother-in-law is sort of known for this. I, I love her and she is an introvert. So it always surprises me when she does this, but you put her in a crowd in a gathering and she will, she just doesn't really do a lot of small talk. Um, she goes deep fast. I remember the first time my family was meeting my husband's family and they're all together in one room and um, I know the personalities of the members of my family and I look over and I see my, my mother-in-law to be talking to um, a very sort of uh, guarded, introverted member of my family and I hear her say, and I know that they've only been talking for maybe three minutes, like they did not know each other three minutes ago and I hear my mother-in-law say, so... Do you feel like you've done everything you've wanted to do in your life? You're past middle age, right? Do you feel like you've done everything you've wanted to do in your life? Like, is there anything you had? Like, and I'm just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but, but you know what? I love that about my mother-in-law. So if I'm at a boring party, I'm going to go stand next to her because whatever conversation she's going to have is going to be interesting. Well, you know, the, the whole point in even talking about this is there is a way for the introverted person or the extroverted person like you and I to, to get that conversation going. And it's simply to come up with an activity. Now I have a friend who's in a quilting club and they will sit and quilt and talk and share and cry and laugh I have another friend who is a runner, and I told her, Diane, I, I can't run. My knee swells up if I run, but could you slow your pace down, and I'll be glad to walk with you. And we were like having a marvelous time for months. We walked together. And there's something that happens in those moments, whether you're cooking a meal, playing a game, serving in a ministry, Maybe you're just sitting down and coloring with someone. There's something that happens when you do the life thing together. I want to have a moment to just think about how we can open ourselves up and get out of the, the routine of sitting in front of the TV, sitting in front of our computer or our screens, and instead engaging with people that God has purposely put into our life. And I, I wanna have a prayer about that right now because I know that some folks are feeling a little uneasy even as we speak. Now you and I, uh, we, we do life with a lot of girls at Encouragement Cafe, Rachel, and I know some of them are fidgeting right now just listening to this because they're much better behind the scenes. They don't want to be out doing anything together. And they feel very comfortable there. But as the Bible tells us, doing life together is what we all need. So Father, I'm just going to ask right now that you open the eyes of all of us for opportunities to do, to find ways to prepare a meal together, to play a game together, to maybe paint a room together or serve 
or maybe God is just walking with other people in our life. Lord, I pray that you would give us the heart, the desire, and the ability to get out of our own way when you are trying to open our lives up so that people will feel connected. God, don't let us live surface lives where we never really take the time to get to know one another. May we do a better job this week of seeking out opportunities to work side by side, to have fun interacting. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Rachel, I know that you are always up for doing. Tell me something that you've found uh, in your life that has been a real conversation starter when you've done that with someone. Hmm, a conversation starter. Well, you're right. I am up for doing things. I'm usually up for, if there's some shenanigans involved, if there's the promise of fun or laughter, I'm in. And I tell you what, <laughs> sometimes when I get to places, you know, I get to an event and there is no fun or laughter, I just take it upon myself to create it. So um, <laughs> I, I remember going to a friend's party. She had a nice new house, a beautiful house and large house. And it's her first gathering in this house. And the, the rooms are so large and all the furniture is sort of lining the walls. And so we're all sitting there. The lights are up bright. There's no music playing. It's just dead silent. And we're all sitting so far apart that it's just awkward to have a conversation you know because you're just you have to kind of almost yell and project your voice and anyway I just remember I'm sitting there and Rick is beside me and we're all kind of like just looking over at each other around the room and um, it, and I'm just thinking oh this is going to be a long night um, and so I just looked at Rick and I'm like um, no nobody is interacting and he's like yeah honey they're waiting on you <laughs> So I'm like, okay. So I just start telling uh, funny hysterical stories, speaking loud enough for everyone to hear. Uh, anyway, so like, yeah, that's me. They're waiting on you. Bring the party. I'm like, okay, I can do that. Um, last weekend for my birthday, a friend took me down to, to um, a murder mystery dinner theater. Um, so you're in the room oh. with a whole bunch of strangers and there are actors that are that are putting on the scenario and at the end you have to observe and you can uh, kind of ask questions of the detective or whatever and at the end you have to guess who did it um, and they would periodically have somebody from the audience just you know uh, ticket holders you know they would have you stand up and they would say something or ask you something or whatever well when they called on me I just decided that I was going to insert myself into the story and uh, see if I could make everybody believe that I was part of the show and, and a planted actor in the audience um, and I did like large numbers of people in the room at the end guessed that I was the murderer um, and that was just my way <laughs> that was just my way of inserting fun into the event so here is the challenge for the week we know now that people open up when we do things together so this week I'm going to encourage you to find ways to do things with the people you love. May the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online 
when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.